This is Bible Talk with Steve, where we discuss the Bible, theology and answer your questions. Now here's our host Steve Turin. Welcome to another episode of Bible Talk with Steve. Uh, this week we're going to be finishing up the series on James 4-7. We're going to be talking about resisting the devil and he will flee from you. What does that mean? But before we start, we start every episode with a prayer. Uh, this week I want to lift in prayer the family of uh, Pastor Big Nick. He passed away, as you all know. And I want to pray for peace on their family. And uh, I want to pray for everyone who might be sick with COVID still. And uh, pray for several people. Pray for Sparky's daughter. Pray for pray for Summer, uh, Wade's daughter-in-law, for healing. Pray for baby Frankie. Pray for baby Brooke. And anyone else who may be sick in the hospital. Let's go into prayer. Thank you, Father God, for this day that you've blessed us with, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to come before you in prayer, Lord, that was made possible for us by the blood of Jesus, that we could come before you boldly and that you would hear us, Lord. Lord, first we ask for our forgiveness, Lord, because you said that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just and will forgive us of all unrighteousness, Lord. That happened, Lord, even though it hurts us, Lord, we know because Pastor Nikki is with you in the kingdom, Lord. I pray that you give peace to his family, that they would always remember, not that he's not there with them anymore, but that he's with you and that one day we will all be there together with him in your kingdom, worshiping before the throne. I thank you, Father God, that love, because we know that you are the great healer, the great physician, Lord. And we know that you could heal any disease, Father God, whether it be cancer, heart disease, diabetes, Lord. And we bring these people before you, Lord. We bring before you, baby Frankie, baby Brooke, Lord, Summer, Kelly, Lord. We pray that you bring healing, restoration, Lord. That you give peace, that you remove all fear, Father God, from them, from their families, Lord. I thank you for all that you've done for us, all that you're going to do, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. James 4, 7 reads, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. To resist is the opposite of submit. It means to fight against, to struggle. It means to prevent an action or to prevent an argument. In other words, if someone comes against you with an argument, say, uh, don't you know that this is right, this is wrong? You already know that that person is wrong, or maybe you're the wrong one, but you resist that argument. You have something to say against what they had to say. So you're resisting what they said. You're not submitting to what they said. Uh, it also means to fight an enemy. In order to fight, you need a weapon. And we already know from a couple of weeks ago that God gave us a weapon, which is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In Matthew 4 and Luke 3, Jesus fights against Satan's temptations with Scripture. Let's, let's read uh, Matthew 4 just a little bit. 
Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he then became hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city, and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is also written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Go away, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and began to minister to him. Jesus fought the devil using scripture. And he used scripture in its proper context. When the devil seen the first time that Christ used scripture against him, he tried to use scripture back against Christ. Jesus quoted from the book of Deuteronomy, to which Satan's reply was, He will charge his angels concerning you. Uh, he was quoting from Psalms 91. But then Jesus went back to the book of Deuteronomy from, I believe it was the same chapter. Let me look it up here. Yep, from 613 and 616 of Deuteronomy. He quoted, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And also he quoted, You shall worship only the Lord your God. In their proper context and in their proper application. There's many applications for scripture. But they have to be held within the context. I'll explain that now. A scripture has a context. In other words, the verses before and the verses after dictate what the scripture means. It means what it means and it cannot be changed to fit your preaching or your ideas or your agenda. The application is how you could apply that to your life. You could apply it in any way possible. There's millions of ways, unless that way of application endorses sin or unless it endorses anything that goes against scripture. I hope that was clear because uh, that's the best explanation I could give right now. Uh, if we use scripture the way that Satan used scripture, it doesn't resist him, it amuses him. Uh, we know that scripture is the word of God and that Jesus is the word of God. So we're going to read from Acts 19. 13 through 17 to get an understanding of how we could misuse the application of the Word of God. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. 
Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Even people who didn't believe in Jesus no longer used his name in vain. They were afraid because of what happened. Rebuking and quoting scripture is not spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is meditating and remembering the scriptures. Jesus said that if you love me, you will obey me. Psalm says I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We can't say a random scripture and think, oh yeah, this is a, a spiritual warfare. And this is going to help me in my battles and my problems. We can't take a verse like Romans 5, 6, where it says, When we were utterly helpless, helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. I heard a man talk about this on the radio and took it totally out of context. He applied it to every problem in your life. He applied it to bills being unpaid. He applied it to marriage troubles. He applied it to so many different things. But that's not what it means. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. While we were still sinners, while we couldn't do anything, when we didn't know God, while we were still enemies of God, Jesus came and died for us. He chose to die for us so that we could be reconciled to God. Or how about Philippians 4.13? For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. It doesn't mean that I could win the Super Bowl or get a job or climb a mountain. It means because whatever I go through, whatever happens, no matter what, I could still serve God because he gives me the power to go out to preach and to do good and to worship him. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. If you would read the context, you would understand the difference between what this verse is saying and what everybody says. Even Nike uses this slogan. This is not the word of God. This is abusing the word of God and taking it out of context. So how do we resist the devil and how do we not make this mistake of taking the scripture out of context or using the wrong type of application? Well, the Word of God gives us the answer in 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. The opposite is also true. Don't be studied and don't be approved by God. How scary to not be approved by God, for God to look at you and not for him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, but for him to ask, what have you done with my word? I think that's, that's terrifying. That's the scariest thing that could ever happen. I would rather know what the Bible teaches than to misquote it and to misunderstand it and not care. 
for God not to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I think that we should all take 2 Timothy 2.15 to heart and study to show ourselves approved unto God so that we can resist the devil. When the devil comes, we could answer him the way that Jesus answered him. God bless you. And as my pastor Nikki always used to say, I hope the message was a blessing. Thank you and God bless you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to submit a question, please leave a comment below or send a direct message to Bible Talk with Steve on Instagram. Until next week, stay studied.